Welcome to the On Point Podcast, a channel dedicated to helping you be the best hunter you can be. On Point is designed to help motivate and inspire you to get more out of yourself and your gear during your next hunt. If you're looking for information that will directly impact your success and help inspire you to go on new adventures, whether you're hunting with a bow or a rifle, On Point is the channel for you. everyone hopefully you're all doing well welcome to this week's episode of the podcast where i get to sit down with my brother gavin who has gone over the draw process in depth and really has a good idea of maybe how you did not draw a tag with a hundred percent chance of drawing a tag and for if the folks that live in oregon you know exactly what i'm talking about if you don't live in oregon you may be wondering how does that make sense how's that even possible well in oregon anything's possible i'll tell you that right now <laughs> but uh so basically this is just a a how does the draw process work for oregon's preference point system and we go over a few of the species and what the opportunity is there um and that's really the episode now with the draw um not coming out on time and coming out late um, I figured this would be a great time to un unleash this episode of the podcast, which we recorded last week. So um, I'm going to upload this, and uh, hopefully you guys uh, get the draw results here within the next couple days for the for those that put in for Oregon. And I wish you guys all the best of luck. All right, enjoy. Can you hear me pretty good? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, well, let's get this thing rolling. We are officially live. Cool. And uh, so I asked you to come onto the show because we had a conversation the other night, and, and we've been waiting literally all day yesterday for the tag results to come out in Oregon. <laughs> They're still not out yet. I'm thinking tomorrow, um, hopefully. But why don't you go ahead and give us an introduction? Well, not us, but everybody that's listening to the podcast, because I kind of know a little bit about you. A little bit. Yeah. But uh, so go ahead and let's hear who we have on the podcast today. So I am Gavin Weaver. I am Garrett Weaver's brother, older brother, mm -hmm. and uh, live in Roseburg. Look forward to the draw. Look forward to finding out what tags we're going to get hopefully tomorrow, June 14th, if the state of Oregon's nice to us. Yeah. Um, at least by the 20th. Right. So you you and I were talking the other night, and this was what brought this whole podcast together. Is because like, oh, I can't wait to find out what tags I got screwed on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the disappointment. Like, yeah, pretty much. You're like, oh, I can tell you how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of interesting. You can virtually predict almost what you're going to get, minus some of like the high end or premium tags. Okay, so for folks that are out of state, because there's a lot of folks that listen to this podcast that aren't in Oregon. Okay. Uh, Let's go over how the draw system in Oregon works and what tags are available for, for guys that are local and for guys that are out of state. Okay. So not every hunt has out-of-state non-resident access. Um, so with the tag guide book, the, for example, the 2018 Oregon tag guide, it'll show, show in there what, what hunts have non-residents. But for a resident guy like myself, um, it starts with purchasing your hunting license. Mm -hmm. And then an $8 application fee per animal. Per animal. Yeah. So it can get expensive real quick, especially if it's, uh, for example, me and the wife, uh, and then the kids are going to start hunting down the road. It's $8 per animal per person. <laughs> right. So 
Um, I was fortunate to draw a bighorn sheep tag in 2015, so now I get to save eight dollars a year and don't <laughs> have to, for life. the rest of my life, um, <laughs> and don't have to to pay for that, but still paying for that for her. So, uh, and when you say that it costs eight bucks, that's after you buy your hunting license, yeah? Yeah. So it's eight dollars to find out if you drew to have the ability to hunt that animal in the unit that you applied for. It's a non-refundable eight dollars. So mm-hmm. win or lose you still are out your eight bucks. So there's no refund there. Um, you can put in up to five choices per hunt or per animal. Mm-hmm. First choice, second choice, third choice, fourth choice, fifth choice in case hunts are canceled um, or there's enough tags left over. They'll go to five choices. If you don't draw one, mm-hmm. then you're given a preference point, which is one point more than you would have had the year prior, which you can use in the next year's draw. Um some of these hunts, like the one we'll talk about today, to guarantee it, 22 points. So that's 22 years of going without a tag. Right. Or drawing a second choice. Right. And so Oregon's a little bit different because uh, in each state's a little bit different. But mm-hmm. if if you're waiting for 22 years in Wyoming for a uh, uh, an antelope tag, which I don't even think they that's even possible. I um, doubt it. Uh, Oregon really... <laughs> Really sucks when it comes to antelope. I'll just throw that out there. The tags that are available aren't very good for the ones that you're waiting for. I know the Heart Mountain tag was kind of, in my opinion, a letdown when Jeff right. drew his tag. He killed a really cool antelope, but still not worth 21 years worth of waiting. Yeah, I think he had 20. He had uh, actually he had 21, I believe, 21 points. Yeah, maybe 22 when he drew it. But to shoot a 72 to a 74 inch pronghorn right. after a 22 year wait. Right. Probably not worth it. Well, I know the one that I have up here um, behind me is at 13 and a quarter inch. I, d- I don't even care about the score. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 13 and a quarter inch uh, antelope. I'm talking about the length of the prongs. And I waited thir- 12 or 13 years. Yeah, I'm 11 years in. No antelope. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I was tempted this year to burn my points on a muzzleloader antelope hunt. But <laughs> just to get it done, because I think I'm going to start hunting out of state for at least antelope. But... Um, you know, the Heart Mountain hunt was awesome. It was still, it's a good experience. It's obviously on Heart Mountain Antelope Refuge, so you see a ton of critters. Mm-hmm. There are some big bucks out there, but, you know, to wade through three or 400 bucks in a day to finally find one quality right. animal is not what a good representation of 20, 21, 22 year wait. Right. And, and getting into this tag thing, guys, I don't want people to think that we're going to give out, you know, your unit that, that, you've been putting in for we're going to screw your odds and stuff that's not the point of this podcast right the point of it is to learn how the draw works why are you pissed off that you didn't draw your tag why why you know i don't understand and i hear that all the time me personally i still i don't understand i'm going to be learning from you in this podcast but I, I don't want people to think that you know go ahead and put in for this this unit for elk because this and that you know I don't that's not my goal this of this episode so let's get into um, sure. species specific okay so uh, there's a difference between antelope and bighorn yep what are those differences so pronghorn antelope is an application that you can earn a preference point every year that you don't draw mm-hmm. um, case in point Jeff had 21 or 22 points when he drew his bighorn sheep. Kind of like the lottery that you can play. Mm-hmm. Everyone is on the same playing field. There's one or two tags, maybe three tags per unit. And there might be 1,500 to 2,000, 3,000 applicants for those two tags. Right. Once you draw that tag, 
you're, 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 it's a once in a lifetime consideration. So you, you can't even apply for it again. Um, have you tried? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you'd be shot if you drew that twice. <laughs> uh, I thought about trying it again, honestly, <laughs> just to see what um, the system says. Yeah. I just wanted, to, I kind of wanted to test it at one of the point of cells and just, I bet they'd take your money. I didn't want to make eye contact with them or anything like that. And just like, or send Becca in to go apply for me. <laughs> right. Um, uh, she did my last application for me and it worked out well. Oh, so, really? Yeah. But um, yeah, bighorn sheep, once in a lifetime, pronghorn antelope. T- to get a good rifle tag, maybe 13 years is probably what you're going to wait. Um, I'm a muzzleloader guy, so 10 to 11 points gives me the ability to draw just about any muzzleloader tag in the state. But that still mm-hmm. doesn't mean there's any good tags to draw. I mean, they're fair, but. Right. Um, you know, so for like, not to make anyone apply for any specific hunt but like heart mountain i have some numbers in front of me like we can talk about that so let's talk about that because that's already everybody already knows yeah. that that's well in my opinion it used to be a prestigious oh my god i'm going to heart mountain but right being there myself and actually seeing what's there and then hearing about the cougars and the, and the predation of the coyotes because you cannot right. predator hunt on that whole refuge like there's no predator control and you're seeing the effects on it i know um our dad mm-hmm. uh, used to go over there and mule deer hunt and just has all these stories and pictures of these 200-inch mule deer. He, <laughs> I'm sure you could still go over there and find them, but not like he was. It's tough. I On my sheep hunt in 15, I mean, I hiked everywhere over that mountain mm-hmm. looking for sheep, looking for sheep, looking for sheep. And I would see a dink three-point or four-point like that I probably wouldn't even shoot in the unit that I hope to draw this year. Really? Like, I mean, I passed up bigger bucks last year. And this gen- and this with unit, an easy tag to get with an easy tag to get yeah. no points sometimes and so um, I did see one bow hunter kill a really nice buck in there but he he spike camp for like three days really watched the deer bedded him down but by nice buck I mean twenty three inches like not yeah not a thirty plus oh right. or anything like that or any extra junk it was just a nice slip. And that's probably a twelve point tag. 12-year wait. Yeah, it takes close to probably double digits to draw that tag. Yeah, I'm guessing. Shooting from the hip here. Um, but so l- let's get into the antelope tag. Okay. So Heart Mountain. Again, we're not trying to steal anyone's thunder or what tags to put in for. So we're going to put in for one that everyone yeah. knows about. Heart Mountain. Uh, again, 100, 100 Heart in 15 and 100 Heart in 2017. Heart Mountain has 41 tags that mm-hmm. they have for their antelope rifle hunters. Okay. 75% of those tags go... To the highest individual, the highest point individuals. So, thirty-one of those or so would have been given to the points. So, two people last year had twenty-four points. They both drew. Two people had twenty-three points. They both drew. Six people had twenty-two points. They drew. It gets interesting here, and this is kind of where the some complexity comes into it, where there was 59 individuals hmm. that had 21 points. Oh, Jesus. So 59 people for 21 points. And if you take out the other tags, uh, there's only 21 leftover tags to draw. 21 of them drew, which means that now going into the next year, this year, mm-hmm. 38 people have 22 points when only... Six people had 22 points here before. So is that going to push the tag creep up? Or we t- we, call, we call that point creep. Yeah, so, so it's going to be point creep. So what happens mm-hmm. is those 38 people, mm-hmm. if they decide to apply for Heart Mountain again, 
chances are pretty good. Well, they're gonna ha- yeah they're go- they're gonna draw because there's no one ahead of them, but there's only thirty one tags to draw and there's thirty eight people with twenty two mm-hmm. points. So seven of them are gonna be yeah, six six seven of them are, yeah seven of them are gonna be left out. Yeah, even though they have the points. And then everyone who had twenty points now has twenty one, which is fifty two people last year. Mm-hmm. Will not get any of these tags. Would they be part of? So let's let's put it this way, just to simplify it. If I have ten tags for okay. that, we're, we're just break it down to ten. Sure. Uh, how many of those tags go to the guys with the most points? Seventy-five percent. So that's hard. So it'd be seven to eight tags, depending on how the state wanted around it. So eight, maybe eight out of ten, probably. Really. Would go to the guys with the points. The other ones go to all of the first choice applicants in a twenty-five percent pool. So how many ever thousand of people? So. For first choice applicants, you're looking at. I'm trying to see if I have those number. I don't have it. I bet you it's in the thousands. Okay. Uh, so for Heart Mountain. So if you have those guys, the 38 guys that have 20s, how many points? So they're going to have next year, this year, I guess, going into this draft, they all apply. They'd have 22 points each, but there'd only be 31 tags to give. Okay. So we go. To those guys, a few of them are going to get what they call screwed. They're not yep. going to get the tag. And then the guys just below them with one less point are going to be tossed in that 10% or ten percent pool? 25%. 20, pool. 20, excuse me, 25% yeah. pool so with a guy that has zero points. The way that they are going to draw these 20, these people that got moved up, the way that they're going to draw is the public is invited to go draw numbers mm-hmm. to start a hunt series. Okay. So, for example... Let me look up uh, what it is for antelope. So the number this, this year. year, this year, this year, okay, seven billion one hundred and fifty-two million six hundred and forty-eight thousand six hundred and sixty-seven is the starting number. I'm pretty sure that's my number. I'm <laughs> if I'm within one or two of it, I'll be pretty excited. Not if you're below it. No, well, and it only matters in the in the point area where not everyone's going to get a tag. Okay. So if you're above, you know, you're one of those. If you had 24 points, you don't care what the number is because you have the most points, you're going to get the tag. Well, not if there's more applicants with 24 points. Correct. Now. Yeah. So in this example where you have 38 people mm-hmm. and there's going to be 31 tags, seven guys are going to get left out. Right. They're going to start from that number that I just spoke to and they're going to go starting there, moving upward in order. Those are the guys that are going to get the tags. All guys may above that number, but there might be seven that are below you're left out and so now you're in the 25 percent pool so let's just simplify this again because i'm suck at math and sure. numbers and everything so let's just pretend uh, my number is five okay and they chose the number six yeah you're probably not out gonna of get 10, a tag out of ten yeah so it's gonna go six guys with six mm-hmm. seven eight nine ten mm-hmm. drops back down to one two three sure. four five and then i'm you would not have gotten a tag. I would have not gotten a tag. Because if, especially, so, I mean, they, they draw this number out into the billions. Right. So there's so many possibilities and so many numbers that guys can have mm-hmm. in between those numbers that it may not make its way all the way back around even to reset, right? Mm-hmm. So um, all those guys above are going to get drawn. And then you're going to go into the 25% pool where your points don't mean anything and don't matter. So thanks for the 22 years of contributions of $8 each. <laughs> now you're in a general lottery with the public, which makes it a true lottery draw system though, because if it was constantly all the guys with the most points, you get bottlenecks. Yeah. you we, just We are getting bottlenecks. Yeah. It's kind of a lose, lose, but I mean, you know what you're going to get. You just put, 
it, it rewards the guy every once in a while. For example, a guy with one point last year drew Hartmount Antelope mm. in the 25% pool. Mm-hmm. Now, if he advertised that to a lot of people, he'd probably not have very many friends. Like, because those guys are waiting 22, right. 21 years and didn't get the tag. Some right. guy with one preference point who's never hunted antelope in his life is out chasing pronghorn on a Heart Mountain Refuge. Right. There's one guy last year or two years ago, it, it flew around Facebook quicker than a, just, it flew around Facebook. It was a guy who drew a, I think a premium, um, yeah, like, I think I saw the post. On yeah, it was a screenshot of his tag. Yeah, it was a big horn tag. Yeah, um, uh, one of the yeah. big three elk tags. Yeah, he, he, a goat tag. Yeah, and uh, I think that was his second time drawing the big bull tag um, in six years. Yeah, I think I saw something <laughs> on that. It's just like <laughs> so, some guys get it. Like there's a family here locally that I think said four, three or four sheep tags. Yeah, three or four, and just in one family. One family. And so I was really excited when you got yours. <laughs> Hey. I was like, yes, our last name is now in the database. <laughs> yeah, they maybe know we'll start, we exist. We'll, maybe we'll start pulling some tags. But it's kind of interesting. Like, I'm beyond thankful to have drawn my sheep tag mm-hmm. and have had the experience and hunted heart. But it's like, now knowing what I know about heart, it's like, well, dang, I wish I kind of would have drawn a different sheep tag. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still love my experience. It was crazy. But, like, the quality of animals on heart is so deteriorated that right. it's not what it used to be. Well, if you go back and you look at, you know, this percentage book, which is something that you have to buy, it's not the regular regulations sure. book, you can see that the average, you know, is 140 to 155, somewhere in there. Yeah. The average is really not that good quality. It's it's low, one, it's mid-140s. Average scores are 146. Yeah. Mine green scored 150, mm-hmm. so I think he net scored like 149 and, yeah. and 8 or something. And, and there are... Sh- <laughs> There's a sheep up there too, probably that are 160, like one, maybe, <laughs> maybe two. And I know one of them got shot last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a giant. And uh, but other than that, there's there's not a ton of them. Those those sheep hang out in big packs, and the big big rams are by themselves, and they just get picked off by cougars. And you can't shoot a cougar, right. and you can't shoot a coyote. Right. So let's go over um, some some other different species here. So sure. we well, and and hopefully we. We covered the uh, the majority of the guys who have the points get 75% of the tags, the guys with the most points. Yeah. So there also is a theory, I want to cover this real quick, where if you have zero points, you have a better chance than the guys who have that middle ground there. Is that a fallacy? I've heard it. So, I mean, if you have zero points, right, swing for the fence. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get it, well, then fantastic, you have one point. Right. Some of those guys that get in that middle ground, I think get conservative or point save or don't do something that maybe they should or don't want to hunt this year because whatever reason. I've heard the zero one thing. I I don't know if there's much to support it. There might mm-hmm. be. I haven't d- d- dove too much into that. but um, It wouldn't make sense why there would be. No, but you, I've heard that more people say that that's true. Like you'll draw a better tag on zero points than you will on one point when it's a long shot right i've heard that but i don't know if it's ever been proven. i don't know yeah and a lot of the data that i can read and find and everything that i look at for like point creep and uh, point detail summaries and stuff on the odfw page is always first choice applicants mm-hmm. and part of the 75 percent. it's hard to get that 25 percent point information because the points are not accounted for Right, so I couldn't tell maybe if a guy had eight points and a guy had one point. It right. only will give me the point detail report 
when it's a first choice application. Right. And it doesn't really make sense to me why you would bump a guy with zero points because that literally means he just started putting in or he just drew a tag. Right. Yeah. He's a, or he's a brand new hunter. Maybe that's it. Right. It was interesting when I went to that sheep hunt orientation in the dolls. It seemed like, okay, if you're a first time hunter, women hunter, da 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 da, stand up. And like 75% of the room stood up. Really? And it was probably first and second year applicants. Hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I put in forever. It was like 11 years. Um, I know people that have put in for 40 or 50, but <laughs> a lot. like 75% of the room stood up and they were first and second year right. applicants, like 12, 13, 14 year old kids and, and women. And I'm happy to see any and all of them draw. Right. Um, even though the young boy on heart, when I had it, didn't fill his tag, missed a couple. Um, but now it's like, okay, well that kid's 12 years old. And he, if he lives to be 80, he can, he can never hunt sheep again in Oregon and maybe not take the best advantage of the hunt or maximizes opportunity but it was really interesting to see how many first choice applicants or first time applying people had drawn tags and it was just right like you would think it's interesting because there's no points so the odds are never stacked in your favor a guy who's applied 40 times has no better chance than i do um i don't know how or how they choose i mean i know that they have that billion number and then if you're the one closest right above it you you get the tag but right it just so happens have you kids. have you seen the proposed um, measures that they're thinking about doing for next year for leftover tags? I have, where they are going to look at if you were a successful dry of a tag mm-hmm. that you're not able to purchase right. a leftover tag. I so I support it, right? Like the you reason do? I do, and so the reason I support it is I think everyone deserves an opportunity, for the most part, to have a controlled hunt experience. Mm-hmm. is it right for me to have two mill deer tags and John Smith down the road have to hunt Western Oregon general deer? Cause I beat him to the store on, I don't think so. I think again, I'm not about the harvest. I don't care to kill. I just love to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm fine with it. And, and cause I want everyone to have a great opportunity. And if honestly, if it's a leftover tag, there's a reason it's a leftover tag. That's where I was going to go with that. You so. know, um, I'll just say, you know, the Tioga tags, they Oof. always have leftover tags. Yeah. I get shot for that, but I wouldn't buy one. I, I wouldn't take a Tioga rifle tag one or two if they gave it to me. Like I just, <laughs> some I guys are, they fill it every year. Yeah. They, they do the work, but it's, it's not even f- really fun. No, there's I don't just too many headlights, too many taillights. A couple thousand people out there with rifles and it looks like right. a freeway. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go over the opportunity for deer. Sure. Okay. So if a guy wanted to hunt deer, um, I I see a lot of um, confusion and misinformation out there. I kind of want to clear this up. I'm pretty knowledgeable on this, but I I have you here to explain it. Okay. Um, So for guys that are wanting to take the full maximum amount of tags that they can get in one year. Sure. uh, What would they do? How would they do that? So you're provided the opportunity to hunt two deer tags a year. Um, with the premium? Oh, with the premium too, I guess, if you drew a premium. Yeah, so the spike doe, buck, Spike doe, buck, yeah, premium. I'm not thinking premium because I'll probably never draw <laughs> um, I mean, Jeff drew one the same year he drew Hurt Mountain. He did. Which makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can hunt a premium. So a premium is a uh, one deer, one unit, any weapon, like three-month season. Okay. And so no points. It's kind of like a lottery system. It, it's not considered a once-in-a-lifetime tag because you could draw it again. 
just the chances are very s- slim. The, um, the premiums? Yeah, on the premiums. Yeah. And those are newer. Those have only been around for a couple two years. years. Yeah, a couple years, years, two, three years maybe. Yeah. This might be the third year. I'm a big know. fan of those. I love it. And I know the state loves it because Money. you're going to have uh, 800 people apply for one tag, 800 times eight, plus the guy that actually gets the tag has to pay for the additional tag, and it's only one deer. Like that deer is worth so much to the state to get more, shot. Yeah, a lot of money. So I would honestly be in, in some of the areas that got hit really bad, you know, um, over towards, we'll just call it the Burns area, that sure. whole area over there. North, south of 20 and all yeah, over, over there. Yeah, that area got pounded by winter. Yep. I mean, there was winter kill. Talking to locals over there, we, me and my buddy went over there um, for uh, a vacation. I hunted over scouting. in that area last year and it was awful. Yeah. Um, you, you talked to locals, they were like, yeah, there's like deer every like hundreds of deer driving all up the highways you would see them just dead like they could not feed or water because everything was frozen and it was just bad mm-hmm. you know i would be a fan of which they did they cut the tags back yeah big time. Um, cut them back really hard or even cut that tag for a few years i mean i know that's a lot of revenue lost that's opportunity lost for hunters but honestly man that that herd really got pounded usually we would usually see three to four hundred deer um, scouting there in the spring. Mm-hmm. We saw one doe. Yeah, it was bad last year. We one. hunted. Uh, Jeff had hunted the year before, and I think they saw 20-plus bucks, three and four points all over the place. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I hunted it last year with Jeff also. Um, we filled three out of four tags, which was great, and I passed up a few bucks that I could have shot. I just chose not to, trying to get my wife her first mule deer. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, the the numbers aren't there, but... The state would never get rid of that premium hunt now for that unit, even if the numbers are down. I think mm-hmm. they would just reduce the general, ta- like the tags that they give to us in the general lottery. Right. Because, again, that one deer specifically for that unit, you know. you're. <laughs> well, if you got to make your money, I understand it's a money game. And, and, and I have a lot of, you know, ideas when it comes to the ODF and W and the way they manage their game. That's not sure. what this conversation's about. Um, cause you could get really down into a rabbit hole and, and yeah, no, we're not here to do that. Uh, but I will say that if you have to cut down the tags or even get rid of the tags, you could sell 10 premium tags oh, and yeah. raise probably close to the same amount of money as you would by yeah. cutting those tags back. So I you mean, could, you could have five premium tags and that will cover the cost of 500 of, of cutting tags. back those tags. That's what yeah. I'm saying. And, yeah. and some people just don't like it. You know, they don't like it. But, you know, I understand you have to raise the money. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of them. There's only one tag per unit. I love it. And uh, it's a huge money maker. And that money's going to go back into the management of the herds. We're not going to get into that. But, um, you know, I, I just, I see room to really utilize that, that premium draw tag when we have, Areas that have really been pounded by either hunters, predators, or weather. And uh, I, I, I don't know. That's just my theory there. But Well, it's interesting. I don't know if the public's got a big buy-in on the premium hunts or not. Because 2016, I think, is the first year they came out. And the number of applicants is so much higher than it was in 17. Mm-hmm. Like, the numbers fell off. Really? For example, Beulah deer. Right? Not saying anyone's hot spot. But right. in 2016, 1,007 people paid $8 mm-hmm. to try to hunt one deer in Beulah. But in 2017, only 523 people put in for that same hunt. Maybe they switched. Yeah. So but, well, at every single hunt, virtually every single hunt, I'm trying to find one that isn't, has uh, a reduction. Go to the uh, Tioga Elk one. That one sure. seems to be a pretty popular one. 
Which Let's look at Tioga. Tioga. Would I you? put in for Tioga Elk. That's you did? <laughs> yeah, so I would not take Tioga one or two, <laughs> but, but I would take tag. Tioga Premium in a freaking heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you can hunt from. I already know where I'd be standing opening much, morning. Yeah, pretty much from the time the bow hunters can with a rifle if you wanted to. 2016, 848 first. So not every first time, just applicants. Mm-hmm. 2017, 628. Wow, I thought it went Yeah, up. so almost mm. every hunt saw a reduction there's very few maybe less than five or ten percent of the hunts that actually saw an increase from 16 to 17 so i don't know if that's people i mean we can go down this list of every single hunt that's in here but it's like they all had a reduction antelope let's you know beulah 365 to 260 columbia basin 108 to 95 east Beatty's 862 to 761 so every single one of them went down went down huh so i don't know if that's people's I'm I'm gonna keep applying for it, and I hope people stop I, applying. You know, I went on that premium hunt tag with Jeff, and just being in the, just having a tag mm-hmm. in your pocket during the rut for mule deer, that alone was getting my adrenaline pumping. It didn't matter that the tag sucked. <laughs> West West Beatty's Butte pronghorns the only one that I can find right now, real quick, that had an increase from 16 to 17. Really, for pronghorn, yeah. Oh, so I want to go back to the opportunity for deer. Okay, yeah. So yeah. you know we have the spike doe tag. So you got spike doe tag. That's a six hundred series. Okay. Um, for example, every year I apply for the same two. So I apply for Central Melrose, mm-hmm. and I apply for Melrose. Mm-hmm. I apply for Melrose First Choice. It's a little tougher to get, but if not, I usually get Central Melrose. Um, I don't mind disclosing the Central Melrose one because good luck. There's like three percent public land and not. <laughs> Very many people know where not not everyone knows where it's at. You got to so, pretty much know somebody. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't mind disclosing that one. And then Melrose is just a broad unit, and no one's going to see me out there anyway. But, um, so yeah, you can hunt those, and then you can put in for a 100 series hunt, which mm-hmm. is a buck hunt. For example, I put in for one. Not going to say the unit, but I do apply for one every year. I got about a 20 percent chance of drawing this year, and then you can hunt the premium hunt if you were lucky enough to draw. Um, I. <laughs> So I'm, I I apply for a 600 series doe hunt every year, and I usually get a tag every year, and I usually eat that tag every year. Hmm. Um, I have a hard time shooting spikes because that's just your younger generation of bucks. So I try to let those guys walk, mm-hmm. and then I have a hard time shooting does mm-hmm. because that's your. <laughs> <laughs> Why even buying the tag? Well, I almost do it so someone else can't have it. I mean, <laughs> that sounds terrible, but oh, like you're gonna get some hate now. <laughs> but but my wife has filled her spike tag. Uh-huh. I have shot a few. I've shot a doe or two. Um, if I am going to shoot a doe though, I'm super selective. I take my time. It's never a rush shot. I try to do a quick study of the herd and who belongs to who. And that mm-hmm. little one goes to her and that one's to her. And this one's four and a half years old and she's by herself. And mm-hmm. she, she's done. I'll take that one. Mm-hmm. So I'll fill it, but I don't, it's more of an excuse to have a tag in the pocket, especially that Central Merrill's tag. They give out way too many tags for 2% public land. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they do it because Melrose has a very healthy deer population for the most part. Um, but on 2% public land, those deer get smart real fast when there's eight guys going in on a dead end road and then you pass all of them on the way in. <laughs> like, um, but right. my wife harvested a spike buck last year. Uh, in the Melrose unit, nice, I don't know, six, seven, eight, seven inch spikes, maybe nice buck. And, hmm. um, she was happy to do it right after, uh, I believe it was, yeah, after she harvested her first meal deer. So it's a good opportunity. You see some deer. I think it's good for youth, um, meat in the freezer. Uh, right. but yeah, it's a great opportunity to harvest a deer. I'm very selective. And if I don't kill one, 
totally fine. Um, but the 100 series hunts, take those a little more serious. I do try to fill those tags. Hmm. I haven't filled a deer tag a couple years, two, three years, but I counted two years ago. I think I passed up 13 bucks with a rifle <laughs> and it was just <laughs> like, I would pull up and just be like, eh, not, not today or not this one. Or, and I'm not a trophy hunter by any means. I'm not out there only shooting four and five points. It just didn't feel right or trying to get somebody else a deer or whatever mm-hmm. the case was. But, uh, yeah, every time you don't draw one of these tags, you get what they call a preference point and you take that into the next year. So for example, two preference points usually gets me the Melrose tag mm-hmm. for, for spike doe. Um, two points would I think guarantee me the Eastern Oregon tag I like to go to. It's nothing special. It's just a place that I'm familiar with and comfortable. And mm. when the deer run, I know where they're going. Yeah. Well, grew up in that area. Yeah. I mean, we know yeah. same camp, same everything. So, yeah. So let's move into, um, let's just do bear. Cause I, okay. I, I love the bear. I, I may uh, be a little bit more advantaged. So in next this year, Southwest Southern Oregon is I think going to control. They're bear thinking hunts. about it. I, I'm personally not a fan, um, of that because there, you know, their thought is, is that it's not going to be, you know, you just have to put in for it. Sure. You just have to give us the money to get the tag. The, the draw. So an $8 guarantee draw? Basically almost. is what they're saying. But yeah. I disagree with that because every year they sell out quicker and quicker and quicker, right. which means that there's more demand than there is tax. You'd almost have to go in there now by – you can actually start buying them, I think, in December. Yep. That's um, when I do mine. Yeah. So I go in and buy early. Yep. If you wait till first part of February for a Southwest Oregon bear tag, they're probably close to gone if not gone. Right. Usually by February 15th, they're all gone. Yes. Um. But I, st- I mean, I'll go in in December when I buy a sports pack and just pick up a spring bear tag with it. And I think that's what a lot of guys are doing nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like Merry Christmas, sports pack, spring bear. Exactly. And, and I just started doing mine in December because I'm never going to get bought out for, you know, there's right. not going to be enough early birds to, to beat yeah. me to No, not in December. Tags. I've shot enough bears that I just don't right. care. Right. Um, I would like to see them either go to a quota because they have to check in literally every sure. single bear. Every bear has to be checked in. Mm-hmm. And, and, and let's hit those management objectives mm-hmm. you know yeah the woods are gonna be a little bit more full and, and granted you are gonna shoot a lot more younger bears there's gonna be guys out there that don't know what they're doing i right. shot a little one last year and you know i'm not into shooting little bears I, it was my right. one of my first um actually spring bear hunts and i knew he was about 150 pounds when i got up to him he was smaller than that sure yeah it happens um, like almost every first bear my first one i thought was a giant it was like a two and right. a half year old right. like 120 pounds right i mean i'd been beating the brush for two weeks straight and i'm like i'm not good enough at right. bear hunting yet to pass up this bear so i shot it and and gosh he, you know he was delicious ate it ate it sure and, uh but you're going to get a lot of guys that don't like that and that maybe could be pushing the reason why they're going to the draw um that's just a theory from some of the guys that i've seen um how many tags do they give out on that like three thousand forty four hundred yeah so you got forty four hundred rifles right Running around in the spring, yeah, chasing these well, bears. Well, me with a bow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's a bear still that's alive why out there somewhere. Like <laughs> tons of bears, yeah, in my area. So I Ugh. just, I mean, I don't know if it would be a, a controlled hunt where they still do forty four hundred and you just pay. So now it's like, okay, now you're just going to collect eight bucks to collect eight bucks to then give me my tag. That's what you're doing. I don't know if the, I. I so don't agree with it. I don't agree with that. What I would agree with. Again, I love the draw process. I love it. It Once it's over, hunting season, I'm like, ah, dang. Like, yeah, I have my tags to look for, but I get jacked for the draw. If they would reduce the number of tags or truly make it a draw, I'd, I'd be excited for it. But For the bear tag? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just honestly, just to find out if I got it or not. Like, I just oh, like the excitement of it. The, but, yeah. like, but, like, not for 
like the management of animals or the betterment of the deer or anything like right. that. I'm like, every tag holder that has a bear tag needs to kill a bear if they see one. Mm-hmm. Just s- straight up shoot every bear you see for the amount of tags you have. And, uh, I mean, it would kind of be a bum deal if they did limit the number for the spring. But I'm also a fan of, like, I would rather hunt less often and have a more quality hunt mm-hmm. than hunt every year and maybe or maybe not get something. Right. I mean, that's where I'm at now. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see the changes they make. It's kind of, they did make a little bit of adjustment to the muzzleloader proposals, too. So They I mean, did. We'll get into that here in a second. Yeah. But so you got spring bear tag for for bears, yep. which is an over the counter uh, limited entry, okay, limited limited purchase, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, forty four, I think forty four hundred yeah. tags, um, and then from there you have your general fall fall bear. black bear season, and then you have a southwest additional, um, which is fall fall black bear season yep. for southwest Oregon. Yeah, fairly like handful of units that yep. the bear populations are fairly dense and right. You can go out and shoot a second one if you, or a third one for the year. Exactly. If you so so you, fill. you are technically allowed three bears yeah. in one year. Yeah. Um, and you cannot get a preference point if you buy the limited entry or limited um, purchase right. springs. Right. You're you, never you can't go to the West Blues or any of the Snake River, yeah. none of those drainages. Right. You lose your you're, points. You're never going to get that. Um, so that that's it for bear, and we have okay. you know a really healthy bear population. Again, we're not going to get into why. No, I think in my when I was bear hunting a lot, uh-huh. like. A lot. The most I saw in a fall, I think, was 31 different bears. That's a good year. That's a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was almost every morning, evening, out. And, and I don't know how many we shot in amongst our group, but um, I don't go out that often anymore. And I don't see that many bears anymore. But that's just because I'm not hunting where I normally see right. the bears. So It seemed like this year the guys that haven't really got into it and haven't been into bear hunting as much or were the ones seeing the bears and then the ones that I, I talked to a lot of guys that are just absolutely bear hunters, man. Mm. And they had off years and I had an off year, not saying that I'm an absolute bear killer, but I saw 26 last year, which I was pretty stoked about. That's that was a, that was a good year. Yeah. Um, and I saw six this year so far. Yeah. I have a few roads and units that if I wanted to go kill a bear, I'd go in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not shaven enough to go do that anymore, but um, there's some spots that, consistently hold bears you shoot one and it seems like another one replaces it yeah i mean they're just all over well we shot four out of uh one little pocket last year and mm-hmm. granted we haven't seen one in there this year i kind of wonder why right. um you know they're right. just you know kind of probably over hunted that spot a little bit but yeah, take one or two maybe not four yeah yeah <laughs> so. <laughs> so so that's really it for bear you have um a really good selection of draw units if you want to go yeah. and i call that more hunting the country than you are hunting the bear because there's big bears on both sides right. there's color phase on both sides and there's higher densities of color phase bears in certain areas i'm not going to spill all that but um you know do your homework figure out what you're looking for you're looking for a color phase bear do you do you want to hunt you know over in some beautiful area over in eastern oregon or do you want to just guarantee yourself a tag, go go into the store in right. December and, and get a tag and then figure out where those color phases are? Worst case scenario, it's a great opportunity and excuse to be out and check on the deer herd, kind of evaluate what's there, check on the horn yeah. growth. They, they're starting to show some nubs at that time of year, so you can actually start seeing them. Mm-hmm. They'll have some different patterns, obviously, in October, but um, at least you can build some confidence and be like, okay, if I don't draw, mm-hmm. I can general season rifle, and I know that there's seven bucks in this draw. So. Right. That's how I got my uh, my nice four-point black till um, last year was bear hunting. Yeah. I mean, it was straight up. I patterned them, 
just because I was in that unit so often, I kept seeing a bear I kept passing up. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for a bigger one to show up. No, one never did. And then opening day, I was like, I wonder if that buck's there. Well, you know that blacktail that he well, we call it big buck unit. I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I was bear hunting and we found a bear in there, which we shot. But we go in there at 830 in the morning. Every morning, here comes this probably one of the biggest blacktail bucks I've ever seen. I talked about him on the last episode. <sighs> He, uh, <laughs> it's just like, we're talking about a 22, 23 inch four point. Oh, uh, he's bigger than that. Down. I think. Cause I have video of him. Me too. And he dwarfs four bucks. He makes the bucks look like fawns. I mean, he's yeah, he just, does. he's just huge. And Stud. you find those while you're bear hunting. Valley. Yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah. Valley. Yeah. It is a within coastal Valley, 20 minutes of Roseburg. And oh my gosh. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Uh, north, north, south, <laughs> east or west, but. Um, Roseburg in California. Yeah. If there is one. <laughs> it's it's close. I'm sure he's dead now. It's <clears throat> oh yeah, that time, dude would be like 15 years old. <laughs> yeah. He's probably a big fork in now. He's probably cougar poop. But there was a cougar in that unit. I did see him one time. But so that's that's it for bears. Let's yeah. go over elk. Yeah, elk is elk is probably my favorite uh, muzzleloader hunt. Um, uh, there's a cow and and bull, but unlike deer. You know, a cow hunt counts as your one hunt for the year. It's a 200 series. Similar concept, points, uh, preference points each year. You don't draw, you get another point, and it goes back into the pool for the next year drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got rifle, muzzleloader, and that thing they call archery. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, you have cow and cow tags and bull tags or hair tags. So the, the hunt that I like is a required bull tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be a cow or three-pointer or better, but now it's a bull, which has l- reduced the harvest rate. But, I mean, if you're going to kill one, it, I mean, it's cool. It's a bull. But um, I should draw it this year. My wife should draw it this year. We're super excited. But it's no different than the 100 series or 600 series. It's apply mm-hmm. first, second, third, fourth choice. Highest point getters get the first 75% of tags. The next 25% go to a lottery draw. Hmm. Um, there's some really interesting hunts that are kind of Eastern Oregon where they're longer duration, any elk, and they encompass like five to six units. So Mm -hmm. those might be worth, worth a look at for some, but, um, there's certain units where, uh, depending on the landowner, you could shoot a cow or a bull. Yeah. So I have a, try to say this interesting. I have access to a ranch almost exclusively in the national forest area Mm -hmm. east of here (laughs) so (laughs) like oh you live on the coast (laughs) yeah so (laughs) east of the ocean um we have access to this ranch and so it's it's a visible antler but as soon as they step onto this ranch Mm -hmm. it's any elk right so bow muzzleloader doesn't matter because it's not national force it's not national force at this point it's it's private private, property private property and so um Interestingly enough, I could never find the elk on the ranch, but I would run into them just <laughs> off the ranch. Huh. Cows running around and nice five or six point bull would not stop. Um, kept chasing him, chasing him, just would never stop. Just all he cared about was his cows and the cows kept busting me and he kept chasing them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there's certain places where you can draw a hunt, for example, in the North uh, National Forest and it has to be a bull, but there might be pockets of of private and private doesn't have to be a private property to like John Smith down the street owns it. It needs to be a private timber company mm-hmm. is considered private. Um, so I have Onyx maps on my, on my phone mm-hmm. and I have that on 
all the time. It doesn't matter if I'm fishing, winter steelhead fishing, Mm -hmm. and I'm drifting down the main Umpqua, south, north, wherever I'm at. I have my my maps. Like, I'm always like, oh, because I'm always thinking fishing and hunting. I'm like, who owns that? So I can pull it up. Mm -hmm. So you can hunt these National Forest Service hunts where it's visible bull, but you can shoot a cow on private timber. And there are these logged private 160 to 200 acre private pockets that um, a lot of people I think would overlook. So that's something to look at too. Like I said, I have that Onyx map and it, I love it. I mean, the ownership information on it, the detail, the little waypoints right. I can mark. I mean, if I wanted to send, I won't, but if I wanted to send my camp location for Mildeer to someone, I can send it straight to their phone and they can drive right to me. Right. I think it's fantastic. It's a great app. Um, but yeah, so I use that all the time. And on that forest service hunt, there are pockets of private timberland where I hunt where if that elk's on National Forest Service and I can chase it over to that private timber, then we're in business. But, right on. Yeah. And for elk, um, just like the deer um, and antelope, there's premium tags as well. Yeah, premium tags. Again, I personally apply for a Tioga. Uh, I'm not too worried about sharing any of that just because so it's, it's a lottery tag. It's a lottery tag. It's not a points thing. I don't have to worry about point creep. And I'm lucky enough that I may get it and may not. But mm-hmm. um and it's close to home, so that helps a lot. But, yeah, so you have the premium tag. It's one bowl, two and a half, three-month season, and any weapon. Honestly, if I drew the tag, I'd probably be out there during archery season with a rifle. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be shooting. You'd be getting the cops called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they would come out and visit, and I'd have to show them my wonderful premium tag. But yeah, um, I just think that, you know, that's a great opportunity for someone. You know, I have a bow, and. I don't archery hunt. I just every once in a while shoot it for fun and recreation. But, um, I mean, or even the late season, if you hunt in November or December, there's a good chance to kill a big bull out there that's just out grazing at 10 o'clock and yeah. not being chased by a thousand people. Right. Or a fake bugle or whatever you're chasing. But if I drew it, I mean, any of these animals you draw on these premium hunts, I'd hunt the rut and just pretty much. Well, I will say that the, the tag that Jeff got, um, I would hunt that early season just because mm-hmm. there's such a small area of public land that you could hunt, and it's just two thousand. It's easy two thousand bucks just to walk onto somebody's ranch right. for access. Um, you know, you wouldn't be very popular, but you're out there legally, and I'd be I would be there early season with a rifle because that's the probably not probably your chances of killing a much better buck early season mm-hmm. are way higher than actually in the rut. Absolutely, there. Absolutely, they're out. Not wanting to hit their horns against, right? Br- I mean, they're just trying to you know shed their velvet or grow or right. And that's just with that tag. I'm not sensitive. saying in general. You know, most tags I would hunt out in the rut. If I had a Tioga premium hunt, I would be out there with the bow hunters. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a respectful enough hunter that <clears throat> if I ever saw anyone putting a, a hunt on a ball, mm-hmm. I'd back off mm-hmm. and let them have it. And when it doesn't work, sure, mm-hmm. send around down the chamber and end it. But I would never shoot over the top of a guy, which I could, I could imagine some people doing that. I've had that happen to me. Yeah. So, I mean, it's It's kind of interesting to have one rifle guy out there with a bunch of bow hunters, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm the kind of guy like, I don't care to harvest that much. So I would just, if it doesn't feel right and it's not right and I'm not the only one going after the bull, I'd leave it. Hmm. So let's go over, because um, there, there's a little bit more I wanted to cover, and sure. I'm bringing this way back. Yeah. So when you're talking about how the numbers are chosen and stuff yeah. like that, can you go over how are these numbers chosen? Because I just picture a bunch of Oompa Loompas that are running this machine, and then they randomly come up with numbers. And 
Yeah, and so it's way more uh, sophisticated than that. People just pick them out of like a bingo ball. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's pretty elaborate. Uh, no, so uh, June 4th this year, I believe it was, that uh, North, they held the drawing. Mm-hmm. Volunteer, common folk, myself, you, can go and volunteer to draw these numbers. Did you draw? I did not. Oh, so I can't uh, blame you. I would love to, actually. I think I'm going to try to get up there. So um, it's like a, for example, so it's a big, imagine a fishbowl. Okay. Numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. All independently written on, for example, a ping pong ball. Okay. Those one through zero, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, zero, are put in there. Single file line starts with Buck Deer. First guy walks up and he drew a four. So now it's Good four number. billion. He puts the ball back in the fishbowl, mm-hmm. walks to the end of the line, the next person comes up. That person happened to draw a nine. Really? Now puts it back, walks to the end of the line. And so this happens over and like over eight and over. Eight or nine times. Yeah, so until oh. you get to the billion. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, buck deer, 4,920,568,970. So they drew these, and then it's like, great, everyone, congratulations, we filled buck deer with all the numbers. Elk. Okay. First guy goes through, grabs a ball, looks. Nine. Next guy, six. And so... And the interesting thing about that is so that's the that's the random starting point anytime that it gets to a point where not everyone's gonna get tags in that preference point group. Uh-huh. That number that is is generated here by these people randomly drawing, each tag application has that a, a number assigned to it. Okay. It's not your hunter angler ID, it's not your license ID, it's it's nothing that you will see on any piece of paper that is ever given to you. Huh. So you're not privy to it. I hear you can call ODFW and request it. I've thought about doing it and then just kind of predicting what I drew, trying. So you could take those numbers, which they look like they're written on a huge, giant legal pad. That's exactly, yeah. So it's a huge, huge, oversized legal pad. Yeah, and they have them written down in red. And so if I want to go get my, which you can, you can get your numbers from the ODFW. I hear you can. I haven't done it. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of guys doing it. Okay. Then how would you apply the number that they give you to that number on that big old screen yellow notepad thing? So if I had sufficient points where I thought I would draw it, mm-hmm. but my number is so far below the number here, mm-hmm. I could probably assume that I may not get that tag. Your chances just went down. Went down dramatically. Really? But if I if the number is 7 billion, and there's so much variable you know, after that number, but if my number started with 7 billion... Man, if there's a if there's 15 of us that have the same amount of points, and only 10 of us are going to get the tag, I'm probably going to get that tag. Okay. Um, so you can kind of use those numbers as a gauge, mm-hmm. uh, as a reference. But you know, here mountain goat, like this will be interesting. It, the first number for the billion was a zero. Mm. So now we're automatically to 231 million, 124,041. Really? So whoever has less than a billion. Right. Has a shot, right, at one mountain goat tag or two mountain goat tag or how many ever tags are going to be given out in that unit. Huh. But, no, it's it's ultra not complicated. It's single file line, draw a number, write it on the board, next. I think it would be cool if you as a hunter wanted to go and, and draw your your application number. Yeah, I thought about doing it. I thought about wearing like a – I don't know if they allow it, like I a chess GoPro or something. <laughs> <laughs> like just to kind of get the – like the the experience, I know that ODFW posted a, a video of it last year. I believe it was. I think they did. Yeah, and so they kind of did like a here's the drawing. Um, I don't know how how private it has to be, but I mean, if they allow the the public to do it, um, 
but yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. And you can actually see like the number of people that participated. Hmm. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten people that are ten people signed off. Yeah. In they, the state of Oregon, 10 people yeah. volunteered to pull numbers. It looks like they have tags. spots on here for about 45 names and there's only 10 signatures. That seems insane to me. Yeah. So everybody would just like to not be educated and complain right. about why they didn't draw a tag like me. I just want to send a thank you to whoever got my sheet tag for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys, in it's 15. probably somebody on that list. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably the same ma and pa that have been doing it for yeah. how many ever years. Yeah. You know, And people complain, you know, well, what if we went to automated? Or what if we went to computer-generated number? What if we did it? What if we... I kind of like it because it takes all that out of there. It provides some participation from the sportsmen if they want to participate. Mm-hmm. And it still provides a randomness. I don't know that it would delay the report. I mean, it is the 13th, and I want to know the results. But I don't know that it would delay the reporting. This was done June 4th. Um, I don't know if a computer generator just making these numbers up would make the whole process faster. I don't think it would. I think there's a lot of complexity into the draw. For example, our draw date is May 15th. But I believe you have to like June 1 to send any amendments or change requests and things like really? that. Really? Yeah. So now, now they're getting all of these change requests and they're getting all these, oh, oh, I made a mistake. I put in for the wrong Emily. I put in for the wrong tag. I meant to do <laughs> branch antler and now I'm going to draw power spike. spike and I have 10 points. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. So they've got all those things. They have to calculate the non-resident stuff and then they have to go through the landowner preference reports and those people who want those tags, which they don't know yet. Uh, they know now, but um, so there's so much data and gathering, and then if there's any adjustments to tag numbers because of winter kill and surveys and spring surveys, they have to do all of this information. So it's kind of amazing that they can get it out. Granted, we've all been done since May 15th. Right. But then there's two weeks where people can change their mind, essentially. Then you have to wait till the 4th or 5th for the numbers to be drawn and landowner preference. I mean, then there's so much stuff. So it's a lot of data, and I don't know how many hunts are in this book, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and you have to make sure that it's completely fair that there's no errors and like i said that someone who has 12 points doesn't draw a spike tag which happens every year because people don't pay attention right uh so i mean it's a lot of data and i'm just it's interesting to see people get really worked up and let release the results and i'm one of those impatient people but it does state you know they have till the 20th um I do have the last 12 years dates and it never has made it that far. And I'd be curious. Can you tell us some of those dates? Yeah. So let's go back into that. So, you know, some folks are starting to figure this out and they're starting to post that stuff on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. So 2006, I think it's going to come out tomorrow morning. I hope so. Which would be Thursday. So Thursday seems to be a strong. So in the last five years, well, it's, I don't want to go back to 2006. That's too long, but, uh, 17 was June 15th on a Thursday. Okay. 16, 2016 was June 16th on a Thursday. Perfect. 2015, the magic June 10. Earliest release, 15, 20 years. So June 10. June 18, Wednesday. June 14, Friday. So, I mean, really this week where it's 13th today, 14th tomorrow Mm -hmm. is right in line because it was the 15th and the 16th both on a Thursday the last two years. I mean, it's not like some conspiracy thing and I'm – but. I mean, it makes sense that it could come out this week. Right. I know I'm hoping on it so I can plan the rest of my year. Because mm-hmm. I've never woken up and have the, and and have had the tags show up. No. I've never got it's, off work and had the tags show up. They've always been there in the morning. It's to like me. a ten to two, ten to three. Yeah. It was interesting. I think it was last year, or year before, and I had never noticed it before. But now that I'm linked with so many different social groups and like 
web pages like there's the second a tag comes out my phone's going to blow up right that's like, what i've been like any for. other hunter right, right so right, anyone right. that applies i'm no one's our phones are just going to go off the hook right when you log on you can actually see or i did see like successful successful pending 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 successful pending so they they were releasing them as soon as they had them available i felt like right it wasn't like okay now all the data is there now push it all of them are there yeah it was like Oh, elk and deer oh, came out. Oh, first. I got elk, but I'm waiting on deer. Oh, yeah. God, deer. You know, so it's pretty cool. Like, I think they genuinely do get them out as they get a successful run. Um, but I'm really hoping for tomorrow. We do this thing at our house where it's, we call it a tag reveal party. Mm-hmm. I have a private group of a few individuals that are invited to come over. Mm-hmm. And we'll have food, probably some tri tips. Everyone has to wait. Even if they know the results came out, you got to wait. And then we just kind of, yeah. we reveal, and that's the tough part. Unless is, you're Jeff. Yeah, unless you're him. And then you <laughs> check ahead of time, and then you and pretend, then you to, be pretend f- to be excited. excited when you knew you drew a premium <laughs> tag. And, uh, uh, yeah. But, like, you know you know your tags are there. You want to check. Um, I mean, I've been holding my, because I can't see my phone when I hold it far away. So I've been checking my wife's every 15 minutes. And, it, and I know it says pending, but I hold my phone far enough away that I wouldn't be able to see successful or unsuccessful because she'd mm. be super pissed if I knew before her. But... Um, yeah, no, so we're excited. We make it an event, right? So it's an exciting time in our family. I'll have probably 10, 12 people over. We'll all do our results and we'll find out what we did or did not get together and be either completely elated or deflated. Right. One of the two. The only thing after this podcast is I'm going to be like, darn, I got screwed. And it's like, no, no, you didn't get screwed. You just weren't, you know, at the right billionth number or whatever. Right. And it's kind of like, oh, it's so random, but it's, it's, it is. It's completely random, random. but it's kind of. Like once the numbers are chosen, like it's almost predictable. It's almost predictable, as long as you know the points, you know the prior points for the year, and who drew what, which right. is all accessible on ODFW's page. There's a point detail summary report. Don't they have a new page? They have a new page. It'll take you over there to it. Hmm. Um, but I mean, I nerd out on data, so like I have binders at home mm-hmm. of like the last three years of all the points. So I know who, not who, but I know what points were taken out of the system. I know who drew what for the most part. Um, again, not names, but points wise. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I love having the data and I, I always compare it. And I, I do get every year the 2018 Oregon tag guide. Um, I submit a few photos to them every year and they happen to use a couple of my wife's buck photos this year and when we do that we get a free book sent in the mail oh really so that's pretty cool i mean i'd buy it anyway but it's a great book and he essentially takes the time and goes through all the data that i also look at and just puts it in a wonderful book format with all the odds and uh, percentages of uh, private and public land and uh, i think it's an absolute valuable resource i probably look at this book a thousand times before i actually pull the trigger on my applications but right um yeah send a picture in and, and get a book for free and uh, I think they're like $14.95 at Biomart every year when they come out or something like that. But Well, I know this year I used that tag book specifically for deer mm-hmm. um, and then every premium and lottery tag out there because I'm going to get the best bang for my buck as far as chances. I don't sure. care what tag I get for a premium tag. I really don't. Just put me out there in the rut with a rifle and uh, – yeah. Is that the one you put in yeah. for? Okay. Yeah, that's the one I put in for. Yeah, so you just, can see your points there. Yeah, you can just see. put me in. Just just give me the tag. Yeah. It doesn't matter where. Just put me in the rut with a rifle, and I'm going to have fun. Um, and so, I, you know, I use that tag to figure out what is my best odds 
when it comes to actually drawing one of these premium tags. Right. I mean, you can blatantly go in there and see. Yeah. And I'm going to pick out one that I would never apply for. Just (laughs) Kino. Okay. Kino unit. Yeah. Guys are going to hate you that hunt Kino. That's fine. Klamath Falls. You can have it. 223 people put in for it. So... You have a one. You have a one hundred one out of two hundred twenty three chance to shoot a good buck in the Kino unit during the rut with a rifle. Right. I've. We go to OHA banquets. We go to these hunting banquets. Mm-hmm. These other events. You go to another one. Another one in Medford. I know I've won rifles with worse odds at these banquets. Mm-hmm. Better than one out of two hundred. So right. I mean, I mean, this is a premium hunt to go shoot a great buck. So. I mean, there's another one in here that I'm looking now. I'm like, man, only that many people applied. I should have picked that one, but. Um, you know, then there's other ones where Metolius, that's a awesome hunt. It takes a lot of points, especially for archery or anything like that. Huh, never hunted it. 1,447 people decided that they wanted to try to hunt that this year for a premium hunt. Have like fun with that. One out of 1,447. Yeah. So I'm going to take the odds with the one in 100 yeah. <laughs> if they have one. They There's one in there that's less than that. Yeah. yeah don't you dare say it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I know what you applied for now. Yes, you do. Um, so... <laughs> Which is funny because we don't talk about what we both apply for before we apply. So it's like yeah. even family, trust what'd nobody. For? Yeah, what you put in for? Oh, you know. Spike Dote. <laughs> <laughs> Point savers across the board. Yeah, yeah. So um, so is there anything else that you want to cover for the draw system? Anything that folks should know? Uh, you know, you're never going to draw unless you put in. And it, I, if you don't want to draw, and I, I've thought about doing this this year, especially with some job changes and some career things I've done. But right. You know, point savers cannot, I'm not a fan of point savers, but they can have some value, right? Because you're going to have a point for the next year. My idea behind a point saver, I'm going to put in for one of those once in a lifetime, AKA 23 year wait for a heart mountain tag. And if I draw it, I'll figure out how to go hunt it. I'm not going to put in for a point saver when I could potentially draw heart mountain antelope or juniper or whatever it is. So if you're going to try to do a point saver thing, just because you're trying to build your points up to go on some wonderful hunt, why not put in for a crazy awesome hunt? And if you draw it, right? holy cow. Only thing that would make sense is if you medically you can't. Right. If you're having a surgery, um, you know, with my job change, I wasn't sure what my vacation time was off. So I contacted my new boss and just said, hey. Uh, I quit. I got <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. I said, hey, it's June and I have five weeks I need to take off the rest of the year still. Uh-huh. Um, so... I said, I need deer season, oak season, antelope season. So right now, if I were to draw all my tags, I would have a week off for each one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping I maybe I don't draw them so I can use that time elsewhere. But yeah, if you had like a medical issue or a job change that just would not allow you, absolutely point saver. Mm-hmm. But if you have one or two points and you're like, oh, I don't want to go mildew hunting for three years, put in for some crazy hard tag. Mm-hmm. And if you draw it, you drew it 10 years ahead of time. Good for you. Right. Now you're what behind one year than what you were the year before. Big deal. Right. So that's all. I mean, point savers can be good, but I'm not a point saver guy. I'm a shoot for the moon and still don't draw something and hunt general season rifle or something like right, that. Right, right. So for folks that um, that are maybe coming to hunt to Oregon out okay. of state, um, maybe some of the things that I might add is while you're here, buy a bear tag. And a cougar tag. And a cougar tag. Please. Please, because we are overrun. With especially with cougars, man, buy them. Yeah, holy shoot. smokes. Um, and and we are way. You know, I remember when they used to say that objective was like thirty three hundred. Yeah, we're over. I believe last time I checked, it was well over six thousand. Yeah, I went uh, for a, uh, my wife and I and 
two-year-old son went for a drive just to go look for deer uh-huh. down south a little bit where you and I hunt a little bit um, for bear okay. deer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you took came down there last year. And uh, I was in shorts this week, last weekend, tennis shoes, shirt, not anything hunting. I'm looking for deer, and I put a 270 in the front seat. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, what's that for? I'm like, <laughs> cougar. In case we see something cool. Yeah. <laughs> someone want to take home. So I was like, yeah, cougar. I'm all, if I'm in the woods, I have a rifle in the pickup. Right. And I have a cougar tag. And she has a cougar tag. And those are good year for year round. Year round. January 1, December 31. There's, there's no season on them. Yeah, it's so open season. Open much, season. With a tag. With a tag. <laughs> and a hunting license. And a hunting license. On your person. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, not trying to get anyone in trouble. But no, I was like, she's like, well, we're going to go look for deer. I'm like, I guarantee you, if I see a cougar, I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, oh, okay. Like, she had no problem, and if she saw a cougar, she'd kill it. I mean, that's just the that's just the rule of the house. You see him, you mm-hmm. shoot him. And, um, I mean, as many as there are, I've only even seen a few while I've been, while I've been out. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not going to be that one time where I don't have a rifle in my pickup and there's one standing in the road. Right. I'm not going to get caught like that. Right. So, well, that could pretty much covers it all. I mean, the goats are the same thing as the bighorn sheep, pretty much. I mean, Yeah, uh, goats once in a lifetime. Oh, man, I want a goat tag so bad. Yeah, I know right. I I, I know right where they are and uh, over where we elk hunt. We've actually seen the elk higher than the sheep. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you, I mean, you could pretty much go up and throw a rock at them. <laughs> I mean, they're not too bright. I let my wife pick her tags this year a little bit, uh-huh. and I'm super nervous about that because she comes in and she says, "Honey, I want to put in for McClellan bighorn sheep." Mm-hmm. So I'm like, "Where the hell's McClellan?" <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, but I just really have a good feeling about it. So she's got me all like paranoid. So I've been studying for like the last week and a half. It's treacherous. McClellan unit. I've been watching. I've read every story of every sheep shot on it. I'm already preparing. Like she's going to draw it. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, why do you want to hunt McClellan? Well, that's my mom's maiden name. I'm like, <laughs> you can't pick hunts <laughs> based on main. Like that's how she picked her like NCA bracket by mascots. I'm like, you cannot pick. So I let her pick. <laughs> I let her pick all of her premium hunts. She's our party leader in the deer because she's luckier than I am for the most part, minus the sheep thing. So there's a little bit of superstition there. A little bit. And I, people sometimes will apply it the same places over and over and over, the same point of sales. So I drew my bighorn sheep tag when my wife applied for me at the Roseburg Fredmeyer. That's where I applied for my tags this year. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't draw anything that great last year. So I am trying this year to be a good boy and do my applications online. So I went through the ODFW website. I'm trying to avoid point of sales. And I did all of my own applications online. I entered my wife's while I was there. So hopefully I did them correctly. But Mm. uh, I'm nervous about it. But I'm just trying something different. And I've got another buddy who's drawn some good tags. And he applies at the exact same place. And he prefers the same woman to take his application. (laughs) So I don't know how far people Uh. go on the stereo or the conspiracy or whatever you want to call it. But like... (sighs) There might be a method to the madness. There may not be. I don't know if people have their favorite point of sale places that they like to apply, but I knew I drew mine. And when I drew my sheep tag, I had filled out my tag. I have a tag application guide thing here where I put in all my numbers and give it to my wife and she goes and does it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she called me and said, hey, your sheep your sheep hunt's not on here. And I said, I know. I just want to save eight bucks. Don't worry about it. Hmm. Well, which one do you put in for? I'm like, you know I put in for heart. Okay, so I had no idea I was even in the content, like in the drawing for heart mm-hmm. until you actually called me and told me your results, I think it was. 
I was like, oh, cool. So <laughs> I I'm didn't gonna... draw shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, shoot. I guess I better look. And then I'm scrolling down. I'm like, Heart Mountain, sheep. Look left, look right, look left, look right, look left. You know, back and forth, like disbelief. And you would have thought I was like a, a pageant winner, Miss mm-hmm. USA. I started crying and like fanning my face. Because, <laughs> I mean, world peace. I already told her, yeah, world peace. That's all I want. And 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 I told her, don't apply for it. And like she always does, she doesn't listen to me. And it worked, <laughs> out, it worked out awesome. So I was super thankful that she was consistent and not listening and um, did whatever she wanted. But, I mean, it worked out. But, yeah, Roseburg, Fred Meyer is where uh, mm. she put in for me. So. I almost feel like this is like a small um, convenience store that sells like a, a winning lottery ticket. Right. They and they get like a kickback on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many. Uh, uh, shout out to Fred Myers. Fred Meyer Roseburg. What's up? <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I'd be curious to see who, what the customer service rep who was that sold it to her. But um, I'd probably know him. But, probably uh, a high school kid that's no longer there. Probably a part-time seasonal <laughs> intern. Yeah. Um, who has to pay union dues. But anyways. Uh, <laughs> that's a joke uh, but uh, yeah so it was, it was it was awesome and I'm excited hopefully to find out tomorrow what I did or did not draw mm-hmm. and hopefully you'll be there yeah you know we I, you know, got the full draw film tour tomorrow so yeah. if we can put it off late enough I'll, oh, yeah. I'll definitely be there and I'll cut out of the full draw film tour early just to get to the oh, tag yeah. reveal party last year we actually live streamed it yeah um, semi-intelligently we didn't give away what tags we put in for but we let you know what we drew as far as species which was tough because then you're trying to not show hunter angler IDs. You're trying not to show right, personal right, information. Right. And then you're trying to still have some involvement on, right. hey, we got a cool tag. Yeah. The um, premium tag. We're like, hey, we drew a premium tag. Yeah. You know, this year, that was cool. man, I'm, I just hope my wife draws that McClellan tag because even if she yells, I told you so, <laughs> we're going on a sheep hunt. That's so I don't care. Cool. Like I would be – I've already studied it. Like I'm ready to go tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I just um, – that's what I did when I drew mine. It was just I absorbed all the information I could, and I'm kind of treating it like she's already drawn it, which will be deflating when she doesn't. But hmm. um, I just hope she does. So that'd be awesome. Huh. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on to yeah. the uh, the podcast today. You ruined my complaining come draw time because now I actually semi know how uh, they draw the tags and why I didn't draw. Um, I'm, right. already, I'm already. I'm already. I'm such a negative Nancy. I've been burnt so many times. I don't think I've actually drawn a tag without actually having the points for it. Right. So, um, so you had to wait a full value every single time. Well, I, I put in with with Dad uh, for the antelope hunt, and he had. Yeah, you piggybacked his 16. points. So, I, yeah. you know, yeah, I ruined his odds and it improved mine, but it worked out for both of us. Sure. Um, yeah, I think you re- used his cape on yours. And yeah, actually, yeah. yeah. And, good. Which is funny because it's actually, like, scarred up and everything. His was the uglier one of the two. Um, but a 7 mag is a powerful gun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so thanks for coming on to the show, sure. man. And I want to have you back on to the podcast to yeah. talk about your epic and I, I, you know, everybody tries to make their hunts sound epic and like it was just right. so amazing and it was so tough. Um, I turned my feet in just the how many days we hunt together? Two or three? Just a couple. Yeah, that was Before, Monday, Saturday, Sunday together, yeah. and then I think you guys left Monday prematurely. We should. Yeah. Uh, well, we won't get into that. We'll get into that when we do. It's the podcast. always fun when three of your packers leave to go on a general season <laughs> bow archery elk hunt <laughs> oh, <laughs> for a big sheep hunt. You know, I had I had a lot of peer pressure. We on lost that brother one. of the year that year. Yeah, I can't take any awards for that one. No. and I still regret not being there. But it was brutal. Yeah, but um, man, I was running up and down those hills filming everything. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And my feet 
were hamburger by the time I was done, just in two two days two, worth two of hunting days, up yeah. and down the hills there. It was, um, <laughs> it made me get a nicer boot, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it was so nice to have the hot springs there, though, but it mm. was brutal. Yeah, but yeah, yeah another so time. So we have to talk about that because it was a legit, not just once-in-a-lifetime hunt, but a, literally a once-in-a-lifetime ta- or uh, experience with fighter jets. And uh, that's just a little bit of a spoiler alert there, but there was literally fighter jets that, that came into play. Taxpayer money at work. Taxpayer money at work helping find big I have never been so happy to have my payroll deductions <laughs> taken <laughs> over taxes. Uh, so we will come out with that one really <laughs> soon. Um, I might rush this one out and upload it um, tonight or tomorrow uh, cool. as, a, as a bi-weekly episode just so everybody right at draw time can hear um, – you know, after they figure out they didn't draw what they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Why did they didn't draw what they I wanted? I just hope as long as I got what I wanted, everyone can have what they want. Like that's right. all after like, I get what I want, then you can have yeah, what Yeah, no, want. I'm happy for anyone else after I get what I want. Right. On the draws anyways. <laughs> I've actually been like trying to like, so I'm a superstition person with the draws to mm-hmm. where I always try to do what's right for other people in general. Right. But I try to step it up. like the week or two prior to the draw. So for example, I took my kid fishing this weekend. Mm -hmm. I have a river wolf drift boat. I love it. I went up to Hemlock. Did you sacrifice him to the fish? Well, what I did is (laughs) we caught my limit, Uh my wife's limit and my kid's limit in, in quick order. We caught those fish so fast. Okay. Like, we actually started trolling flatfish so we could let the fish go easier and, and not hook as many. Like we were trying not to hook fish, but still wanted to fish is a weird concept. So in order to try to, and I even told Becca before I did, it, I said, Hey honey, tags come out in like a week or two. Like we got to do something. Good juju. Good juju. Young dad out of Portland, five, six year old boy, Jasper is his name, fishing on the bank, not getting a bite. Hmm. Pulled my anchors, ran over, said, Hey, <laughs> do you want to go catch your limits real quick? Absolutely. The dad, the kid's super jacked. Go ahead. Go out to the middle. Fish. Boom, boom. Limit, limit. Really? Hey, have a great day. He gave me his card, business card. I gave him mine. Exchanged emails. Sent him a photo a couple days later or some of his kid catching fish. (laughs) That's not creepy. No. Well, he (laughs) asked for the photos. He asked for the photos. He's like, hey, man, you got some pictures? Yeah, cool. Um, On my Canon Rebel, not my phone. Um, So then I'm, I'm like, okay, man tags come out in a week i still need to do something more so i get i I get the boat over i'm gonna back my boat my trailer in and there's another kid he's five oh and uh, his name's oscar dad they're not catching any fish i'm like i'm already in Mm. my wife's in the truck kids in the truck pissed himself so now he's naked and wearing a sweatshirt and so i'm like hey honey can i have 20 more minutes (sighs) sure hey she actually said yes yeah well yeah she she was playing some like cas- fake casino <laughs> casino gambling game on her phone, and the kid had peed, so he was wearing uh, her sweatshirt. It was not good, but uh, yeah. So then I'm like, all right. So I took these kids out and, and the dad, and they got their limits, and I came back, and then I told Beck, I was like, I think we're gonna get a good tag now. Mm-hmm. Like I've done enough good things this week. I've given kids the opportunity to catch fish that yeah, Oscar's first fish actually. So that was pretty cool to share. Seriously, that with yeah. So it was awesome. He's five. He's from uh, Eugene. Mm-hmm. Uh, visiting his grandparents down in Oakton, Yonkal area. Then they ran down to Hemlock and he caught his first fish. So that was super cool. But yeah, I'm super, super stood. Like if you need anything, ask me like two weeks before the draw and I'll probably do it for you. Like <laughs> super, you need money, 
Yeah. Uh, you need to move. Like I'm, I'm like super superstitious. Uh, Anchorman after it becomes unpopular and that guy tries to get him to eat the dog poop. <laughs> okay, I'll eat it. Care. I just don't I'll have any it. faith anymore. Yeah, I'm all about <laughs> man. I try to put so much good karma and juju uh, out there. Like two weeks prior. Again, I always try to do the right thing, but like super nice two weeks before season. Really? Yeah, but. Let's see if it materializes. If not, I might stop Man, doing that. Maybe I need to start doing that because the closer I get, I'm like, ask her. I'm not going to draw anything. I'm not even going to check. <laughs> I probably checked 35 times today. Oh, really? I haven't checked once. <laughs> Literally, I've, I, I, <laughs> I don't have any faith. I have zero faith. Well, so you have no stress to wait. I have literally no stress because I know. Um, You're well, going to get that buck tag. I'm Well, after your little um, 10% or 25% pool, if there's a bunch of other guys that have the points, I won't draw it. But Well, I can probably tell you after we get off here, we not have, telling tag numbers, but find out what you're going to draw. But Yeah, yeah, and we might have to do that. And um, I put in for a lottery tag for elk pretty much because I don't have the points for that one. Done, that, you'll get it. I don't want to draw it. Um, well, technically I do, but I don't because I have plans for elk. Well, if tags come out tomorrow, you need to do something super nice tonight <sighs> to some, for someone. I just upload this episode so everybody can hear it early. <sighs> It's going to be, they're going to be more confused. <laughs> 10%, 25% point creep. What's this billion number we're talking uh, about? Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Uh, so any uh, parting words of wisdom? So yeah, you got ju- good juju. Good juju. Apply at the right places. <laughs> Have your yeah. wife do it for you. Um, Catch kids fish. Let her pick her own stuff. Um I think that's a big thing for Becca and I is I finally, she's from Portland, right? So we like trees and stuff. And, um, <laughs> and so, so for her to have involvement and be able to pick her own hunts is, has gotten some excitement into her. I could see that. And I think that's pretty awesome. And so I have a gorgeous wife that loves to hunt and fish and put her in for her own tag. So mm. like, right, like life is good. And, um, if you can get someone out there who hasn't done it before, help them apply, help them help them get into it and right i mean i'm not going to help them get my tags but like there's enough tags out there and enough land that we can all have room to hunt and um yeah i'm not about the harvest i love to help others and uh, especially within two weeks of draw but um yeah no apply and help someone else apply and and uh, good luck to everyone before the draw comes out which i'm i'm praying is tomorrow Right. Um, do you have, uh, most of the guys I have on here have platforms that are, they're trying to grow. Do you have anything on um, social media, anything that you're wanting not, to get out there? Not too terrible. I mean, so I have a little YouTube channel that's just my name, right? Gavin Weaver. All I'm putting up there. <laughs> you're about as creative as mine. Yeah. It's like, here's my first and last <laughs> Mine's name. Mine's my first and last name. <laughs> and uh, all, honestly, very few videos. I don't, every time I go out with cameras, I go out with two or three cameras on my drift boat and have good intentions. And then I get caught up tangling untangling my kids fishing gear or, <laughs> or doing something like that so most of my stuff though is just family based um usually something with the wife or the kids it's not high action high it's just uh, a lot of family based like outdoor activities usually fishing um so that's pretty cool but other than that not much i'm just happy to be here and discuss the tag guide and uh, application process and the draws and wish everybody the best of luck hopefully tomorrow Perfect. Well, if anybody needs to get a hold of you, they can email me at GarrettWeaverHunts at gmail.com or you can get a hold of my Facebook, Instagram. I just got the Go Wild app today, which is really cool. It's like a Facebook slash Instagram for hunters. And I've been playing around with it. It's only been out since last September, so it's still gaining traction. They're still working out bugs in it. Um, but it's pretty sweet. I mean, it's you don't have to worry about stuff getting censored. You're only hanging out with on there with hunters and outdoorsmen. 
So you're not going to offend folks. Hopefully there's no trolls on there. I haven't ran into any trolls. And my first post was really well received. It was like, hey, you know, welcome to Go Wild. Like everybody's like, welcome. They're like really excited to grow it because it's such a small community. There's a group. I'm one of a bunch of people that are members of it, but it's called iFish. Yeah. So. Yes. <laughs> iFish.net, right? So. Are you still on there? I'm still on there. Oh, Jesus. I'm still on there. I find <laughs> I don't post a lot but I read a lot of content. Mm. 90% of the stuff on there right now is just complaining about the tags not being out yet. Right. There's like 283 posts effectively like an hour ago and 280 of them are like, why aren't they out yet? Mm -hmm. But if you draw one of these hunts, if you draw Heart Mountain, my story's on there. If you draw, you know, Warner or Bueller or West Beatties or like you can go into their search engine and type in there and it'll bring up past articles. Mm -hmm. So if you do draw a great tag, there are resources out there too to, to study and I, I I never knew about iFish until I until I drew my sheep tag and now mm. like I said I don't post a bunch kind of just always in the back just reading but uh, I've posted a few things on there but um, what's not, your username I was just gonna say I don't know if I <laughs> <laughs> don't worry I'll ask <laughs> so uh, black powder eighty seven okay so that's me uh, if you see anything on there that's, 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 I wasn't going to say what it was, but that's who I am and that's me and that's what I'm posting. But again, limited posting for me. I do a lot of content absorption, just read and read and read, but you draw one of these tags, check it out. Uh, guys are really helpful when it comes to tags that are like, you know what? It's so where screw it. I'm Once in a lifetime, it's a brotherhood. So it the heart is. mountain guys, Dave Smith from DSD decoys up in Portland, he mm-hmm. makes DSD decoys. He, uh, really? he drew the tag before me. Huh. Never met. I still need to buy him a beer. But is, is he local? No, he's Portland. Portland. Yeah, I still need to buy him a beer when I get up there. Huh. But awesome guy. Shared a ton of information. I was on my sheep hunt, and when I would get service at the top, I would talk to him or when I was scouting, and I was super deflated. I'm like, man, Dave, I'm not finding the sheep. He's like, stick after it. They'll be there. Stay, 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 stay. Just super, super. So on the drive back, I called five people maybe to let him know I got my sheep and he was probably the first guy I called. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, you talk, I talked to him all summer and a guy you never met. I, I still have never met him. Huh. I consider him a friend. What's his name? Dave. Shout out to Dave. DSD decoys. And not the devil dog, Dave. No, <laughs> actually uh, speaking of devil dog, he did help my wife kill that bear a couple years ago when he was a, uh, he watchman. did shout out to devil dog. <laughs> you know, we went out, <laughs> he called us every time that bear show up. You know, I would have to get him on the <laughs> podcast, but it would literally be, Hey, bleep, 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 bleep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. My name's bleep, bleep. Yeah. Like, it would oh, sound like man. someone's pushing a doorbell every three it, seconds. It would, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll have to get him on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> <sighs> But uh, all right, guys. Well, let's right. let's make that awesome. a wrap, man. So uh, thanks for coming on the show, and I will Thank get you, you back on here very soon sure. to share your ep. And I and I don't use that word lightly. A freaking awesome bighorn sheep hunt. It's pretty amazing. They're all once in a lifetime, but I'm not saying mine's better, but it's it's, it's better. It's not the worst. It's epic. It it is one of the coolest hunting stories I've ever. Anytime heard. F-15s help you bring down your sheep. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good thing. Uh, So, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast, and we will always see you on the next one. Bye. Well, that is this week's episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate everybody that has made this show a success so far. We just hit over, I think, 2,400 listens, and that's just in, in a few episodes. So, 
pretty cool, pretty good. Uh, let's keep that momentum going. I'm going to keep uploading like I have been, and I really look forward to producing content that you guys enjoy, that you get something out of that you can use to equip yourself for your next hunt or your next hunting season. So, uh, as always, if you can, leave me a five-star review. Enter yourself in that drawing. You have to leave a comment. And this is whether you've left a review already, whether you've already left me a comment. And if you haven't won, just keep entering. Just keep leaving those comments. Keep leaving those, those five-star reviews. And just keep upping your odds of getting chosen because I have some really cool reviews or, uh, excuse me, really cool giveaways coming up soon. And I want to make sure that everybody that does leave a five-star review, make sure you leave a comment because I want everybody to have that opportunity and winning some of these cool things that are coming up. So as always, guys, I appreciate you listening, um, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.